What's going on? Now listen, did I did I butcher your last name? No, you got it right. That was perfect. Oh, that was go. awesome. Oh, you like that intro? <laughs> yeah, all the way through. You talk about late night hype. Goodness hey, gracious. Man, we like to bring the energy the here, brother. The energy. Hey, it's hey, 8 o'clock. I mean, come hey, on, guys. Hey, man, it's the hype. Hey, you hey, got listen. your Red Bull. It's, it's the hype. Let's go. It's not. It's 9 yeah. o'clock over here, and we used to go later. <laughs> yeah. Real, oh, we there you one, go. 1.30. One, we like, come on, man. Let's go. But ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Kyle Yeomans to the show. Give him a round of applause. Thank you for joining us, man. (laughs) I know you've had a busy day watching practice and doing your own shows for DallasCowboys.com, right? Uh, uh, Today was actually an off day, really, for practices. So Wednesdays and Saturdays are the two days that they take off. And so today was a... Uh, today was a, a little bit more of a chill day. I actually even didn't even go to the star today, but I've been mm. at the star every day for the past week and a half. So, uh, yeah, actually today was a little bit lighter. It was nice. So that means I've got all the energy in the world yes. to, to get hype with you guys. That's <laughs> right. it's part it about it. Hey man, I've been enjoying those practice updates. So keep them coming, man. man. Keep, oh, I, I will, them. man. They've been fire. Yo got oh, fire. Yeah. Yo got flame. fire. I like to say on here, yo got fire. Matter of <laughs> fact, I got to give you a... Blue bomb for those practice updates. Yeah, there you go. Been the hype for real. So let's just get right into it, James and Law. And that's like you said, we got about 60, 111 million questions for him. So let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's start with the question one about uh, camp, man. And honestly, I'm just going to jump straight right into it. Is the CD Lamb hypeness and the videos and all the things that we're seeing is it is it even better when you're there in person? Mm. Yes. Like, and it's not even close. That's the thing that's incredible about CD lamb. I, I was extremely high on CD lamb in the draft. I really was. Mm-hmm. He was my top receiver. He was the number six player on my board overall. Doesn't matter to position. He was number six. The fact that he fell to 17 when we actually announced that on the website, I was shaking was like crazy. my hands, my palms were sweating <laughs> because how excited I was that he was coming to Dallas. I was that pumped about it. But there was always that question in the back of my mind of he makes these guys in college in the Big 12 look like they're running in slow motion in the secondary. That's what it looks like. He makes them look slow. And it's it's crazy. But you're also like, can that actually translate to the NFL? Can he do the same thing to these Mm -hmm. NFL caliber players? He absolutely can. And he has. He's running. It doesn't matter where he's at. He could be five yards from the line of scrimmage. He could be behind the line of scrimmage. He could be 25 yards down the line of scrimmage. It doesn't matter. The guy makes plays and he makes everyone around him look like they're moving in molasses. And it's honestly one of the more incredible things to to watch. And I'm, (laughs) I'm excited for Cowboys fans just to be able to watch this guy work. Like that's the thing with me is, I wish we could show you every play. I wish you could show you the way he blocks, the way he's physical, the body control that he uses, which is what Mm. we try and do on training camp live, but we've got a a significant amount of time or not that significant amount of time to show that, but Mm -hmm. man, it is a blast to watch and Cowboys fans are in for a treat. I can't wait. What, what is his release off the line is, you know, can you tell me that? It's quick. quick. And that's the thing is it doesn't matter if he's going up against a a man corner or if he's in zone, he's, he's able to, to kind of, I don't want to say Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper's a, uh, he's he's a, a, 
one of the best route runners in all of football and the way that he's able to break off the line of scrimmage. And it's so quick. There's so, so much of that footwork back and forth. He's got that head move. It's so strong. CD lamb's not Mm. far off from that. He looks like a veteran running routes. He doesn't look like a rookie. Sometimes the rookie, it's just that straight release. It's nothing really special. He doesn't mix anything in with CD lamb. It's a little different. Every time he mixes in a little stutter step, he has the, the, the kind of the speed off, the, the release that lulls a corner to sleep. And then he, he picks it up and he, he takes it to the next gear. And that's where the separation comes from. It, it's really honestly uh, something fun to watch just based off of the fact that you're, you're looking at this guy and you're saying, this doesn't look like a rookie receiver at any point mm. in his game. Mm. It doesn't look like a rookie receiver. And he's done a fantastic job in, in practice so far. Let me, let me give you one of the names, one of the nicknames that one of our guys, his name is uh, the lunatic. Okay, okay, I love this nickname. He calls him Sedangerous, Sedangerous Lamb. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. I absolutely like love it, man. That's a oh, hard name. I'm saying CD for TD. Yeah, it's gonna be so yeah. fun doing those. <laughs> that so was fun. one of the that was one of the Twitter conversations I saw this week. It was it was like, what do you? What's the call gonna be? What what is it gonna mm-hmm. be whenever CD scores a touchdown? And I was just like, you know, keep it simple. It's just a TD for CD, baby. CD like that's CD. all it is. See, I mean, you already, time. you guys already know what it's going to be. Walk the dog. Walk you know? the dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com yeah. on the late night hype today. Um, CD Lamb's not the only one that's, uh, I guess, showing out as a rookie right now. It sounds like that you know, Trevon Diggs is also starting mm-hmm. to come along at cornerback. Are we looking at possibly seeing him week one get some significant snaps? Because here on the show – we were a little worried because of the COVID not having enough time, but I'm hearing some things. I'm hearing some good things. Yeah, and I think there's always going to be a little bit of that step behind yeah. for the rookies this year, uh, with maybe the exception being CD Lamb because of COVID-19. You guys are right on point with that because they have been a step behind. Even Trayvon Diggs from time to time seemingly isn't where you want him to be as your starting corner. I mean, that's that's maybe not the expectation for him, Week one, because you have Anthony Brown, you have Cheeto Awuzie, you have Jordan Lewis, who could be your starting corners, but we've seen Lewis kind of banged up throughout training camp. He should be back within the next week, so hopefully that's not too bad on September 13th. Same thing with Cheeto. He got banged up on a play where he picked the ball off a couple practices ago as well, so he's banged up. You might have to see Trayvon Diggs start in the secondary, so it's it's really uh, it's refreshing to know that you've seen that growth. I was worried about him too. Even watching practice, I wasn't really impressed. The first week of practice, he was a step behind. And even though he wasn't necessarily lost, he definitely wasn't comfortable. You could tell because this is a guy who in Alabama was one of the best press man corners in all of football and Mm -hmm. or all of college football rather. And he's asked to come in and play this zone, play this system with, with Mike Nolan that's a little bit different than what he played for, for Nick Saban and company, even though there are some similarities here and there, he wasn't comfortable moving over, but it's every snap, every rep he's walking over and he's talking to cornerbacks coach Al Harris, who he highly respects, even talked about how much he respected him at the combine. He even had a question asked about, Hey, if there's a guy you respect, 
who's out in the NFL, who is it? And it was Al Harris. And this is a guy who he has always looked up to. He continues to work after every rep with him. And you can see that growth over the last two days. He's really put it together. Yesterday was his best practice after Monday was his best practice. So he's put together a couple good practices in a row. You're seeing it rep after rep, the, the athleticism, the length, his ability to stay with a wide receiver. And it's something that you're really encouraged by heading into the next couple of weeks of camp. That's good stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, that's my guy. I mean, we, <laughs> we talked about a lot of players on this team. Now, Skywalker, he loves some CD left, so I'm going to give yeah. him all CD left because that was his man. But coming up <laughs> right behind him, Kyle was rocking that baby and said, that boy digs. I'm trying to tell you every highlight I see him, his long, you know what really excites me about him is how he was a receiver. You know how you say yeah. He was with Al Harris. I love that, but how he was a receiver and just how he naturally has the feel. Because if you look at Jordan Lewis in his career, he played a lot of receiver in high school. And I feel yeah. like that's why he's such a playmaker because he understands route concepts. And I believe that's where you see a Trevin mm. Diggs too. And I think you're going to see that the more he's on the field, the more he gets acclimated, mm -hmm. you're going to see a playmaking corner we haven't seen in a long time. And you can see that with his head. You can really, you really do. You see the way he's able to read a receiver. And, mm. and even when he was struggling, he knew where he was supposed to be. He was just a step behind. And that mm. was the whole thing with it is he's just got to get caught up to the NFL pace. And yes. I have no worry about him catching up to that pace because it already seems like he has taken significant steps and strides to get to that point. But I think you bring up a good point because not only was he a receiver at one point in his career, but he also grew up with uh, all pro receiver uh -huh. Stephon Diggs. Right. I mean, we all know who <laughs> Stephon Diggs, Minnesota right. great. Now he's mm. moved on. He's in Buffalo. He tears up NFL corners all the time. Who better to learn from on one-on-one -on -one reps as they train together in Florida throughout his time at Alabama than Stephon Diggs? I think that's a fantastic point. You're talking about his receiver background, his brother's receiver background, and how the IQ put together from that's going to benefit him moving forward. Yeah, and we see that all the time, even going to like the Bosa family, right? You know, yeah, yeah that sometimes those skill set can just rub off on others. Uh, let me ask you this though: the Daryl Worley week mm. one, would you prefer him out there with matched up with maybe yeah. uh, uh, Cheeto? Because I think that he should be okay around that time frame. Will it Hopefully. be those guys, or will it be the uh, the youth? I think it'll probably be some of the vets. I, I really do. And by the way, I think your beard looks kind of close to what. Yeah, we said that when we had yeah, early on. I think you're early got him. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. gave the... Royally the championship when he came on the show. We gave him. <laughs> yeah, we gave Royally the nod. Y'all gave Royally the nod. But my beard is better but, than yeah. world. Oh, yours is no, yours is thicker for sure. Yours, yours is, is thicker. Yeah. He's got a little bit of patched in there. I think his might be longer. Yeah. Oh, yours is better today than that day. <laughs> it's, it's I think today better today. He needs so, some Law Nation cream on there, man. I'm gonna have to start packaging that and putting it there up. There you go. Yeah. And, oh, also shout out to Shannon. Was it Shannon Gross? You know, oh, his beard is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His beard is, is okay too, but mine's better than his. It's, it's funny. That over Shannon and I play a lot of Call of Duty together, and like especially through quarantine, it was funny. We would play a lot of Call of Duty, and his character on Call of Duty had a big beard. He found one of the characters, the only character that just had a huge beard and it looked just like Shannon. It was hilarious. Uh, he was but, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but going back to Daryl Worley, <laughs> I think this is a guy you brought in for, for flexibility. He's played safety. He mm -hmm. played corner. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. So uh, 
naturally, whenever Jordan Lewis was taken out because of injury a couple practices ago, Daryl Worley was the one that stepped in and filled that role. And I think that's something that is, is beneficial to him to get some live reps because he wasn't a part of the first team. It was really the four guys that we had mentioned earlier mm-hmm. with, with Lewis, Diggs, Cheeto, and, uh, and Anthony Brown. Those were really the four guys that were right up at the top, at least on paper, going into the season. Worley was uh, an afterthought. But now you've started to see Worley emerge through these practices. He's had some PBUs, had a, a day where he had two interceptions and had one uh, where he almost intercepted it a day after that. So he's he's kind of emerged as a guy who, if one of those guys are out or one or two of those guys are out, he's going to be able to step in admirably and, and play. And he's going up against the top guys. He's not going up against a Noah Brown or yeah. a Devin Smith. He's matching up with C.D. Lamb. He's matching up with Michael Gallup and sometimes Amari Cooper. So it, it, you're seeing legitimate reps for Daryl Worley, and I think that's something that's going to benefit him, especially in a new system and as a veteran who could be flexible moving into 2020. So so do you see him starting? Um, I would probably say it depends. I still think he, he's on that second wave. He's going to see playing time. I don't have any doubt about the playing time. I think right. he absolutely will see that. It's just whether or not he'll be one of those guys that's run out as a starter, and I think it just depends on the health of the other guys. I got a question. Kind of go back. We'll get back to the players in a quick second, but no one seems to really be talking about Mike McCarthy. How is Mike McCarthy looking around the players? How's it feel? Does it feel different with McCarthy as the guy? Um, What are maybe some of the differences from from JG last year in camp? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of energy around Mike McCarthy, and I think he brought that already. There's excitement. It's something that's a little bit different after having kind of that stagnant feel mm. for the past decade where you are you are frustrated. You know you're better than an 8-8 eight eight record, and that's what we saw in 2019. That was a team that disappointed. Absolutely. They didn't make the playoffs. Even if they would have made the playoffs, that's still a team you expected to make a run. They didn't do either one of those things. And so I think it was refreshing for some of these guys who have been around for a long time to hear a new voice to see a guy who's been to the mountaintop and has won a Super Bowl championship, that's another factor that I think plays into it. There's that respect between the players and the coaching staff, especially an experienced one like it is right now. But specifically around the players, it's a quiet practice from an outside perspective. And that's the biggest change. There's no music blaring throughout practice. There's none of that music. Instead... Instead, it's a ton of energy from the players. There's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of Mm. not chanting. I wouldn't say chanting, but there's talking back and forth. There's constant energy. You can hear the coaches. You can hear the veterans. You can hear these guys encouraging each other back and forth, and it's fun. That's the thing about it is it's going to be really fun to see these practices kind of unfold because they're at the moment they're practicing in an empty stadium. Where are they going to be playing their games in the first couple weeks of the year? So if this is, if this is something that is a Mike McCarthy thing, we'll figure it out next year at training camp because there will be no music at training camp in Oxnard. If it's, if there's music at training camp in Oxnard, we're going to know that this is an empty stadium thing. And this is getting these guys used to having the same energy, the same passion, the same mindset going Mm. into an empty stadium than they would with, 45,000 fans if if even that is in the stadium this year 
And I think that's something that you kind of have to think about. They've thought of everything as an experienced coaching staff, whether that's the reasoning behind it or not, it's still fun to watch practice wise. Man, you know what, when you said that, is always a good thing to know because the front five is as relates to offensive line. Yeah. The biggest strength of an offensive line is communication. And Huge. by us having uh Joe Looney out there and whoever else who's going to be that that left guard, I don't know for sure. Communication will be the key. So by being quiet, then hey, we can have that that, that established communication going. Yeah, and, and the communication, especially whenever you have young guys who are in there, like you said, that that left guard spot, it's still a battle. I still think the the veteran and Connor Williams has the nod there, and I think he will through training camp. Mm-hmm. But you want a Connor McGovern and a Tyler Biotish to have that communication and find a way to go back and forth whenever you have a lot of people yelling around you not just music blaring, but you have a lot of commotion. You have that energy and that, that communication needs to be key. They're able to do that in these types of practices, even without the music in the background. I think that's, that's a great point. Yep. Go ahead, James. I want to ask you, I ask you something right quick, Kyle. Um, yeah. um, uh, Scott Walker mentioned Mike McCarthy, who I love. I, I, I love it. But uh, what, what coaches seems like has been like the real hands-on guy? I really love Tom Sula and I love Al Harris. Yeah. Those are my two favorite guys that have come in on the fold because I'm a defensive guy. But kind of tell me what coach that you see is kind of the the maybe the energizer guy, the lights to fire. Maybe, you know, a lot of people come. Tell me about the, the staff. Yeah, so I think you, you brought up both of those guys, and they've been hands-on in their different ways. Uh, with Tom Sula, he's loud. He's obnoxious. He's he's having fun. He almost looks like a like a New Jersey mobster. He's got he's got he wears he wears this like deep low cut V shirt that's buttoned up, and he's got a big gold chain that hangs down. And he's that's got his funny. hair. It almost looks like he just dunked his head in a bucket of water before he walks out onto the field. Like that's what he looks like. He has that, that, that full like mobster mentality where he's, he's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And he just walks around and has that kind of swagger about him. And I love it. I absolutely. I think the players love it too, but he's always up in the face of, of the defensive players. He's always making sure that they're doing the rep, right. And if they don't, he brings them back and he makes sure that they do it right. So I've really seen him, hands-on Al Harris has been hands-on in a different way he's a little bit more of a quiet coach a let's Mm -hmm. coach you after the play type of coach come over Mm -hmm. let's talk it through let's make sure and figure this out together sort of mode so he hasn't really stuck off the page but they're two different guys and that's what's fun about this staff is that they're all different personalities and you can see that Mike Nolan when he's calling plays he's all the way on the other side of the field Mm. it's weird he's got a walkie-talkie and he's all the way on the other side of the field calling and plays so he's away from everybody. He's away from the commotion and he's having the fun of calling the plays in isolation, which I think is something interesting. Whereas on the other side, Kellen Moore is right in the thick of things. He's standing right next to McCarthy. He's standing next to mm. uh, Skip Pete, who also is very, very vocal. And he right. makes sure that all of these running backs finish their runs. It, it, uh, there was one point in one of the early practices where Darius Anderson got knocked down. He got hit pretty hard uh, right at the line of scrimmage. Kind of, it was inadvertent, just fell to the ground, picked back up. And he was about to head back to where he was standing prior to the play. Mm. Well, Skip Pete comes running out and Skip Pete's not a a small guy. This is a guy who's a little bit (laughs) larger. He's got that. He's, he's a beefy dude. He comes sprinting out of the crowd and he goes 
finish your run, finish your run. And the strike of fear, I guess, it went <laughs> into the face of Darius Anderson and he bolted. He was out so fast and he was able to get down the field and he finished all the way to the end zone, which was the funny part about it. Most guys will go until like the 20 yard line or so. Nah, he went all the way to the goal line and came back. And so he made sure to, to make right on that. So all these guys' personalities work together in cohesiveness. And I well, let me talk about this, this mob so boss that you were talking about. Uh, Tom yeah, Tim Tom Sula. You, you heard the news. I guess you was out there. So, yeah. so did he really want to fight Crawford or Crawford really wanted to fight him? <laughs> I don't know. That down? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I, that's the thing is like, there's always that, that high temper and that, that, that back and forth. I don't, I don't think anybody was fighting. Honestly, the only real pushing and shoving we saw was from the first or second practice. And we saw Connor Williams and Tristan Hill kind of yeah. get after it and they made up quick, like within the next mm -hmm. rep. So it was, it, there's always that competitive side of it. So if that was a thing, I didn't see it. I really didn't. I, I wish I had some more on that. But uh, I, the knowing Tyrone Crawford and knowing Tom Sula, those those two guys are experienced vets in their own rights. And, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they were competitive, but also I wouldn't be surprised if they were joking too. I want to touch on a couple of the um, players from those position coaches you mentioned. The first one, you said Skip Pete, right? How, yeah. and, you know, we've all been talking about Zeke looking slim, like he's looking like he's in a, some better shape here. Um, is there a, is there a difference with Ezekiel Elliott that you're seeing like a burst or uh, I, I don't that that speed that we missed last year or what have you? Is Skip Pete doing something to help him out or is Skip just saying, Zeke, you're great. Just continue doing what you're doing. I think, I think there's a little bit of added on, on both sides of it. I, I'll, I'll preface it with this. You're right in saying that he looks slim. This is We're about to see 2018 Zeke again, I think. I think we're about to see 2018 Zeke. That's a bold statement, but I'm just saying, I think we're going to see a player like that because he's in shape. He looks good. His reads are great behind the line of scrimmage. We broke one play down, Nick Eatman and I, on, on training camp live yesterday where it was so subtle. Yes, I saw that. So subtle. It was just one step to the right, but it was a perfect read, and it would have ended up in a score. It really would have if they were allowed to hit, and even though he scored anyways. It would have still been a score in my mind. But you look at the, the track record that Skip, B, Skip Pete has had, even during his first stint in Dallas, who was his running back? DeMarco Murray. Yeah. He, he was the one that was here when DeMarco Murray led the league in rushing. You also look at where he was able to go with Todd Gurley whenever he was in L.A. and he was a part of the Rams. Todd Gurley was one of the best, most feared rushers in the league under Skip Pete. Yeah. He's able to bring that kind of, of resume and that kind of knowledge and put that into what is now a prime Zeke, a guy who is still in his prime physically, still hasn't hit the end of his road as a running back or is even close to that point, yeah. in my opinion. And is now in in shape more so better than what he what we've seen in the past. I think it could be a big year for Zeke and Tony Pollard. With that being said, I think Tony Pollard's benefiting from it. My boy, uh, from Skip Pete. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And I think both of those guys are going to be utilized in the passing game more, which is something that we saw with Kellen Moore a little bit in 2019, but we really didn't see it to the full extent. And I think that's something that we're going to see a lot more in 2020. And it's also because they're both in shape and they're both very, very talented backs with good coaching. Hey, Kyle, you remember Matt Forte for the uh, oh, Chicago? Yeah. 
Skip Pete coached him up as well. I'm thinking when I look at um, Tony Pollard, I see a lot of Matt Forte-ish type yeah. of uh, running back out of him. And Forte's, if you guys can just take a look at that. Big boy. Yeah, Forte's <laughs> a little bit bigger than Pollard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got yeah. that. Bump he's got the broad, broad shoulders. But you, you're right. Footwork-wise, I could totally mm. see that. And, mm. and you think about Pollard as a guy out of Memphis. I mean, mm. out of Memphis, he was a guy – who was a wide receiver and a running back. He was legitimately a hybrid player in the draft. People marked him as, oh, we want him as a wide receiver or we want him as a running back. True. That's something that I think Matt Forte, he was 70, 30, a running back, but he still had the ability to be a good wide receiver and catch a ball out of the backfield, get the ball in your playmaker's hands and let him work. I think that's going to be the mindset with Tony Pollard get the ball in your playmaker's hands yeah. and let him go to work. And so without talking scheme and without going into yeah. anything specific that I've seen, because I love my job more than anything. He will be utilized in different ways than what we saw in 2019. And those ways are exciting because it fits his skill set better than we've ever seen it. Clues bomb. Clues bomb. Oh. Got you. Go got fire. The other uh, position is James's guy, man, Al Harris. Um, yeah. Now, is Al Harris strictly doing corners? And who, you know, I can't believe I don't remember this, but who the heck is the safeties coach? Or are we talking about Maurice Lundquist? Yeah, uh, it's it's mostly Harris on the corners. And I'm blanking on safeties That's now, what I'm right saying. now as well. Is it Lundquist? I, I mean, think it is because I know Linquist was yeah. the D is the DB coach. So I'm guessing maybe he's working mm -hmm. with everybody. I think he's working with everybody, but I think he is working more specifically with, Safety. with the safeties, but I could be wrong there too. Uh, it, it's kind of, and it's on, honestly goes back to what I was saying earlier about Daryl Worley and the entire defensive system with Mike Nolan is a lot of these guys are interchangeable and yeah. a lot of these guys are going to play both positions. And I, I don't know about corner to safety, being as much of a, a back and forth as we thought it would be going into the year. We were saying, well, who's going to switch to safety? And I, I don't know if any of those guys are going to end up doing that. Well, the, where I was going with that was that, you know, there seems to be a, a lot of media, news in the media about mm -hmm. Ha Ha Clinton Dix yeah. and Darian Thompson. Thompson, uh, yeah. So we, you know, I, honestly, one of the, the big questions I wanted to ask you directly, because you're down there and I don't have to rely on the tweet, which, again, I love the updates from all you guys. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I do, but I need, need to hear real, it. Though. I need to hear it from you. <laughs> is Darian Thompson really standing out, or is HaHa -Ha Clinton Dix looking suspect, and it's kind of concerning? So far, see, and that's where it gets confusing for me too, because I've been watching the practices as well, and I didn't see anything necessarily that stood out wrong from HaHa -Ha Clinton Dix's perspective. I really mm. didn't. I didn't think that he was struggling to pick up certain parts of the defense. I didn't think that he was struggling to keep up with Xavier Woods. Now, Xavier Woods has stood out. He's looked very, very good. And I oh. think he's he's due for a breakout season. I really do. And That's I was saying to you. I and I was saying going into really the last week, let's say like early this week, that Xavier Woods and Ha Clinton Dix together are gonna make a better pairing than what, what Woods and Heath did. And I thought it was going to be a step up. But then all of a sudden, Darian Thompson starts getting some of those reps. And, of course, like you said, it was reported in the media by Michael Gelkin, Clarence Hill, Calvin Watkins even talked about it. But it looks like there's been a demotion for Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And I was as confused as anybody. 
And we haven't been able to have those conversations in the building or talk to coaches because of COVID-19 protocols. That's one of the first things I would have asked is what, what happened? Going on here, what ended yeah. up going on yeah. here? And I, I hate the fact that we don't have that kind of access, but now it's on us to kind of figure out why is HaHa Clinton Dix <laughs> back there? And, and kind of the answer that I've come up with is what Mike McCarthy said in a press conference on, I believe, Monday. He said safeties are interchangeable. And he, he was saying, we want these different guys taking reps with different players. And I think we've seen that throughout practice. We haven't seen it to the extent where one guy is strictly with the special team, or not special teams, with the second team, and one guy is strictly with the first team. And so mm. I think that's something that was confusing to us. It may not be what we see come September 13th. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix and Xavier Woods may be starting right next to each other. But at least at the moment, from what it looks like, there might have been an emotion there. Maybe Darian, Darian Thompson has uh, kind of shown out to the point where he's impressed coaches enough to take that spot and to be that guy. He, I mean, he was one of the guys who got the majority of the starting reps last year next mm -hmm. to Xavier Woods when Jeff Heath went out. It's just whether or not what the coaching staff is, is preferring and what they're going to do moving forward. So can, can you explain to uh, everybody what happened to Donovan Wilson? What, what was going hmm. on with him as well? Yeah, hmm. he's it, it's I honestly want to say that it's more just the fact that you have more depth at the spot. You have guys that are back there like uh, a ha ha Clinton Dix. And then in the secondary in general, you've got uh, an added guy like Trayvon Diggs, Reggie Robinson, all these different guys secondary wise where Wilson's a great athlete but they may be just picking up the defense better. And I think that may be where he's at. Maybe he's just a little bit slower, a little bit more behind in terms of what Wilson's been able to pick up for Mike Nolan. I haven't seen anything where he's just getting roasted out in the secondary or anything. Everybody's been toasted out in the secondary. Yeah, that's right. Receiving core. <laughs> so it's kind of tough whenever you see a receiving core as, as good as the Cowboys have looked because you're like, oh man, is this receiving core that good? Or is this something that we should be worried about for our secondary moving forward? And I Always think Wilson's just Wilson's just a side product of that. And I think they have added depth. They've built for depth this year, which is going to benefit them because of COVID-19. Healthiest team's going to win a lot of games. And I think the depth that they've had, if they aren't the healthiest team, helps them moving forward. And Wilson's a part of that depth. Well, let me ask you this. Out of those uh, safeties, and I, I just love defensive backs, man, so I'm yeah. biased a little bit with that. Uh, <laughs> so See, and I, that, I'm yeah. a big tight ends and, and lineman yeah. guy. Like, I like I like the the, the big, the hog mileys up front. Like, that's wanna, what I like. I want to ask oh, you about wow. the tight ends before we leave here. Yeah. But, but yeah. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Law. Go ahead, Law. So, so, so who yeah, – I can't wait to us get into those topics there, Dan. <laughs> so who is the box guy, Dan, you know? So whenever – Whenever Clinton Dix was in, it was mostly haha. -ha. Once he was switched out, it was mostly Woods. But it's ah. but that's the other thing is it's not like that every rep. It really right. isn't. And, and whenever we're talking about multiple interchangeable different schemes, I I can't even tell you. Even if I wanted to give that away, I couldn't even tell you what the percentage would be of right. who is where and who is disguised as what and what is going to happen. And we've heard that from Woods. Woods said it in his press conference the other day. There's going to be a lot of disguising. There's going to be a lot of different looks that people haven't seen from a Cowboys defense that in years. So great. Exactly. And <laughs> that's, sounds good. that's exciting. Yeah. Like that's exactly what you want to see. And so I think moving into 2020, don't think you're looking at 
oh, this guy's the box safety and he's going to play strong. Then we've got a free back here. It's not going to be like that. It's oh. going to be something that's interchangeable. And I think it's going to really benefit the defense. Man, you helped me out tremendously with that, man. I've long, <laughs> I've long yeah, get, thought. Throw that, that homework out of the way. Throw that out of the way because <laughs> it's not going to help you. <laughs> I've long thought they're not, they're not really interested in a, in a true strong safety in this scheme mm-hmm. for whatever reason, which that's fine if they want to play more cover, yeah. but it just seems that way. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, James. Oh, I just want to ask you a quick question. One of my uh, members, uh, Gambino, what's subject to you, Gambino? Um, you know, there's a lot of being, a lot of questions. I, I, I made a tweet about it. I was frustrated that anytime you hear an interception, people always want to, is it Dak to Dak? Do it? <laughs> Dak made an interception. But my, my, my guy, Gambino, you know, we don't really get to see it. So, you know, when you see an interception out there or you see, um, you know, these touchdowns getting scored, is it indicative on Dak or the secondary? What's it kind of looking like? Is it kind of one day the offense is just winning and Dak is killing yeah. them? Or is just the next day the defense just won that? So I've got two answers to this because it's it really is a two-sided question. It's which one's better, the defense or Dak? Mm-hmm. And, and whichever one wins that play, if it's an interception, the defense is going to win that play. But the reason we've seen more interceptions from Dak is because of the scheme, I think. It's what we were just talking about. Things don't look at, they're not always as they seem when you're reading a defense like Mike Nolan's. It's not going to be an easy read for a quarterback at all. And I think that's something that Dak Prescott's having to learn. He didn't really impress me. And I'm going to, I'm not trying to say that to start a quarterback controversy. I'm not saying that Andy Dalton, no, 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 no. (laughs) Not not even close. I know it ain't no controversy. I'm saying just just say how you feel about Dak. Yeah. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't impressive. He really wasn't. And I said that and and I probably will be laughed at, but it's fine. He didn't look like, uh, an elite quarterback through the mm. first couple weeks of the year, or not weeks, but first couple practices, he was a little bit off target. He, mm-hmm. he wasn't, didn't have the same zip on the ball. With that being said though, over the last week, he looks like an elite quarterback. The interceptions mm. have gone down. Uh, He's you, throwing you the ball with more velocity. Mad, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't care if the haters are mad. I'm telling you what the I first see part they was loving. I'm saying <laughs> they were like, yes, keep it. Yeah, they were loving shut it down. Keep smacking him. Completely keep, shut it down. No. He's throwing the ball behind him. He's throwing the ball. He's overthrowing him. He's throwing the ball it's, too high, too low. You know. Look, there's a reason why 70% passing is really good in the NFL for the most part. True. You still miss 30% of your passes. If you look on our Twitter and you see a pass that's bad, that's probably one of the 30%, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. And so I would say that he's looked better as camp has gone along. And I think it's because he's starting to read defenses that are multiple and that are (laughs) finally showing a little bit of disguise, unlike the practices that he's been running in the past. And so I think it took a little bit of time for Dak Prescott. You got to remember, this is still a guy who's only going into year number four. So he's had a chance, or excuse me, year number five, he's been through four years. So you think of you think of how young he is relative to other quarterbacks in the NFL. He's still learning. He's still improving. He's still an ascending player. And so I think there were times throughout practices where he might have misread a multiple defense and he threw a bad ball. 
there are other times when, especially yesterday, he looked fantastic in practice. He threw the ball extremely well. He was crisp, short release, good footwork, stood up in the face of pressure, and was able to deliver great balls. And so I think overall, the, it, it's something that you should just take with a grain of salt whenever you see it, but also look at the context around it before you really start freaking out. I think Dak and Tony both said similar things about camp. I'm going to be more aggressive and take more shots and, and opportunities in camp so that I don't yes. I don't mess up in the in the season. I want to know if I can make that throw. I want to oh, know yeah. if, if if I can make that read and get it there. I'd rather Dak have I'm just throwing out a crazy number. Um 18 touchdowns and 14 picks in camp than 18 touchdowns and 14 picks in the season because those 14 yeah. picks, a guy like Dak Prescott, I guarantee you was going to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And you're going to throw those those tighter windows and you're going to throw the, the football into places that you normally wouldn't necessarily try and fit it into in a practice setting because, you know, the consequences aren't there as opposed to what you're going to see from a, a game standpoint and what you're going to see from an opponent standpoint. So it also gives you a chance to, to let your receivers make a play, you throw up yeah. the ball and let, let C.D. Lamb oh, use his body Back to shield a corner mm-hmm. and make a grab. I mean, ultimately, that's what it's going to be, too, is it, it doesn't help anybody to stay conservative in practice. you got right. to go all out. 100% practice is better than 70% practice. You might throw a couple interceptions, but it's a learning experience heading into the year. Uh, indeed, man, indeed. Listen, we got a couple more minutes because I, I know you got to get going here soon. So fire off some questions here, James and Law, if you have them for them. And, and listen, Kyle, before you go, we got to get you back on for some more, some more. Yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, this man, is absolutely. awesome. bro. Yeah. This is great. Hey, anytime, man, I'm, I'm always down to talk Cowboys. Cal, I got to talk to you about this guy and I apologize for everybody. Number 86. Can you tell me <laughs> what type of season? Well, off season training camp season he's having right now. Well, he looks like he's starting to figure well, things out. I love that you had to. I love that you had to apologize beforehand. Give he's the talking, name talking, for, for those out Dalton there. Schultz, 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 Schultz out there, the <laughs> tight end out of Stanford, who has been relatively, and by relatively, I mean much of a disappointment throughout yeah. his career with the Cowboys. I mean, he came in as a, a, a draft pick, and he was overtaken by undrafted uh, Blake Jarwin, and, and Blake mm-hmm. Jarwin got his extension, and seemingly his tight end won. Dalton Schultz has had a really nice, nice camp so far. And on the offensive side of the football, he would be the most improved guy. If I had to pick a a most improved offensive side of the football, Schultz, good for you. It would be, it would be Dalton (laughs) Schultz on the defensive side. It'd be Tristan Hill, but Schultz definitely takes the, takes the cake whenever you're on that, that, that offensive side. I got to give Schultz credit then because I give him a hard time. I I said Hikatini could could push him, but I'm seeing a whole lot of Dalton Schultz up in there. Where's Blake Bell? Did he hurt? No, he's playing, and he's Blake Bell's more of a blocker, anyways. That's right. where he's so kind he's of that's his now. role. Right. Yeah, so I would say I would say Blake Bell's kind of the guy you brought in to be a blocking tight end and be a, a run coverage guy. Maybe even play a little fullback if if you really needed him to. Uh, but I, I think Dalton Schultz has shown that he can have the balance. He wasn't really a threat as a receiver. He looks like he's a threat as a receiver <laughs> right. in practice because know, he's running like, down the seam. He's running down the scene. He's running these out routes, and he's making grabs over guys like Jalen Smith and Daryl Worley, which is something that he didn't do previously, or at least he didn't do it on a consistent basis. So, if he stays consistent, he's still going to keep his job because you've got a couple guys now that are in there. Like you said, Hickatini's in there, Blake Bell's in there. They even brought in two undrafted guys, and Sean McKeon and Charlie Tumapayo. 
those are guys that are trying to fight for that tight end role. They may only take two tight ends. They may keep three, but he wants to make sure that his name's in that list. And right now I still think it would be. Are you team 11 personnel or 12? 11. Give me 11 all day, baby. Hey, man. Real <laughs> quick. I want, for, I want 11 all day. For me, this is my last one. Then I'll let the guys get their last ones in. Uh, defensive line, specifically the interior, the defensive tackles. How are we looking, man? McCoy's gone. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It sucks. But how are we looking with Hill, Gallimore, Poe? Can you give me a, just a quick thoughts on those guys and how they're, how they're looking? Yeah, just learning. Uh, I think Tristan Hill has been the biggest surprise of camp and, the, and probably the most improved guy on that defensive side. Like I said, Dalton Schultz was on the other side earlier. But I think with Neville Gallimore, he's learning. He's a rookie. He, he didn't have that that training camp or the, the mini camp, and he didn't have the lead-in and the OTAs to get ready for this training camp. These are basically his rookie mini camps, mm. and he's going up against Zach Martin. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, good luck, Neville Gallimore, really. If we're really being honest, good luck. So I think the middle of the defensive line is stronger than it has been in the past because last year you had to bring in Michael Bennett to, to fill a spot. You had to rely on Antoine Woods. Tyrone Crawford wasn't uh, healthy. He's back and looking fit and ready to go. So I think the defensive line is better. And, and the interior, that's going to hurt with Gerald McCoy. But the way that they're built depth-wise, I think is still going to benefit them. And they're still going to be an approved part of the, the defense moving into the year. Awesome. Awesome. That's my last one. I, hey, I, I, <laughs> go ahead, I just guys. got one last one because I know you got to bang out. But it's it's a it's a three parter. I apologize, but I gotta I gotta squeeze. I'll I gotta get squeeze. all three here. Let me write it down. Okay, I got exactly. You. <laughs> One last question. It's a Seventeen parter. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Uh, for my my homeboy Texas bread Cowboys eighty three, and I'm throwing my last one in. Um, he basically asked about Amari and CD. Would how would you feel about seeing CD uh, going to the outside and throwing Amari Cooper in the slot for a few plays? How would that? Feel, how would you feel about that? Also, um, the right tackle position, Leo Collins is out right now. It's been, we've been hearing like the offensive line, the tackles especially have been shaky uh, mm-hmm. with the backups in. How do we feel about that right tackle? And one last thing, how do you feel about LBE? Okay. 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 I've got all three of those. I'll start with the first one CD Lamb outside and Abari Cooper in the slot. You'll see it. You're going to see it. And I love it. It's going to be great. So, it, much like we talked about with the defense, there's going to be new looks on the offensive side too. And I think you're going to see a lot of those guys moving around in spots that you wouldn't normally see. And I think the route running from both guys is going to benefit this offense because whether you're in the slot or you're outside, these these defenses aren't going to be able to keep up, which is one of the reasons why they drafted C.D. Lamb in the first place because of the endless possibilities that it gives Kellen Moore in the offense and in general. So yeah, look for that. And and I think it's going to be awesome. I really do. So uh, I'm excited about that. It goes back to my 11 personnel. Let's throw all these wide receivers out there. Let's have some fun. Now, uh-huh. going into uh, the second question was – the right third tackle. one was Leighton Vanderish, right tackle. So mm-hmm. right now you're putting your third string right tackle up against Demarcus Lawrence. Because mm. <laughs> not, only, not only is Lyle Collins out, but so is Cam Irving and Cam Irving ultimately is going to be that, that swing tackle. I still think he will be the swing tackle. He, he's not even a guy you really want in the game. You want Lyle Collins and all pro all and, and just one of the top right tackles in all of football. You want him out there. You don't want to be relying on Cam Irving to fill that right tackle spot. So the fact that 
Demarcus Lawrence is blowing up Mitch Hyatt and Adam Redman and uh, I guess Brandon Knight on the right side every once in a while. It doesn't bother. It doesn't really bother me. I think Lyell will be back. He'll be fully ready to go by September 13th. I think Cam Irving will be back too. They even went out uh, and signed Pace Murphy, who is a guy who has some NFL experience underneath his belt. He could come in and be maybe even a swing tackle there as well. So I think you've got uh, a couple options there. I don't think the right tackle spot or even the left tackle spot with uh, with Tyron Smith should be a worry. I think both those guys will be ready to go from. Uh, from the jump now with Leighton Vander Esch. Oh man, stop hitting! Folks. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, excited yeah, about he him. Hit, he hit. Uh, he hit Tony Pollard the Always other day. That. <laughs> Cram. That was uh, man. That sounded like a train wreck. It, it really did because of the collision. I was right above it in the press box when it happened, and when he hit it. I looked over to the guys next to me and we just all kind of made a face. It's like, we didn't want to see that. But Chill we out, also man. really loved seeing that <laughs> because whenever you're a linebacker and you're a defender and you have that neck issue, mm-hmm. you need that first hit. You need mm-hmm. that first taste of contact at an NFL level. And he's got it now. Normally we thought it was going to be game one or maybe a scrimmage. He has the contact because he came in and laid a hit, and he's been so good in his reads. He's been so good in that middle linebacker spot, which has allowed Jalen Smith to play more free, play more toward the football as the will linebacker on the weak side. So I think those two together are stronger than they are apart. I mean, no doubt about that. That's the we hear uh, that so obvious obvious statement of the century but it's so true Leighton Vanderesh isn't the same player without Jalen Smith and Jalen Smith is obviously not the same player without Leighton Vanderesh and I think those two together fit what is going to be one of the top linebacker uh, linebacking cores in all of football and I think they bring that back and I think they're better than they were in 2018. Mm. Mm. I like mm. that Love the good stuff from Cal. Just saying, you know, love to hear it. <laughs> fire. You're right though. I was Younger just, flame. I was just waiting to see Lee Le- Vanderesh take a hit. That's that's it. Once yeah. once I seen that and he's cool. Yeah. Now it's okay. He healthy. All right. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. he stay yeah. healthy. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's hey, hey, one more thing I got to say. Uh, the blue and white is this weekend, right? Sunday. It's yep. Sunday. So who who needs who needs to have a good game or a good performance in order to stay on this team? Uh, there's a, there's a couple guys that, that really do need some stuff. I think Wilson's one of them, like you were talking about earlier. Donovan. I think, yeah, I think Donovan Wilson needs to, uh, Joe Thomas. I think he's going to be on the team, Mm -hmm. but whenever you have a guy breathing down your neck, like Francis, Francis Bernard, Bernard. I think, I think think there's, I think there's always a little added pressure there. And and so there's a couple guys Mm -hmm. like that. Maybe some of those undrafted free agent guys like a Justin Hamilton, uh, uh, Rondell Carter, Ladarius Hamilton that are on that defensive line. Really just a lot of the young guys. I think Bradley and I needs a good uh, a good scrimmage, uh, definitely to say the least. So there's 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 a list to go through, but uh, ultimately it's it's going to be let's get out there. Let's let's get into the stadium. It's going to be more like a glorified practice than it is going to yeah. be uh, a full scrimmage. So we'll see kind of you guys will finally get a chance to see what we're seeing and, and kind of make your own reads off of it. And I think that's exciting for the fan base. Will it be streaming on the website? It will be on the website. Hey. I'll be a part of that coverage. We'll, we'll okay. have some special gonna, guests up. 
up at the stadium. I'm, I'm excited because I get to go and be a part of the broadcast. That's what I was about to say. You get to do your <laughs> play by play. Are you yeah. play by play? So, no, Bill Jones huh? will be play by play. So, so Bill's got play by play. I'll have uh, I'll have host duties on the concourse, the big like desk that they got up there, the big TV set and stuff. Uh-huh. We'll be over there with some of the DallasCowboys.com crew. And so that'll be a ton of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good broadcast and tons of great information from beginning to end. Hey, our, guy, our, you, Kyle. our guys are going to try to emulate you, you yeah. Kyle, because we're going to be doing a play-by-play here, guys. If you didn't know, Sunday we're going to be uh, live streaming <laughs> the uh, the the practice. Obviously, not showing it on YouTube, but just giving you a watch party and doing our own play-by-play. So hopefully, we can live up to Kyle's play-by-play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys are going to be fantastic. That voice, no, man. No, no, Bill Jones got that voice too, though. Yeah, Bill, Bill Jones is incredible. Bill man. Is awesome. We might be a little more, you know. <laughs> Three over here. <laughs> yeah, we might be a little more. Get him. Get him. Make <laughs> the tackle was third and oh. two. Four, third and two. With, wrap with up, man. Wrap up. Oh, you man. know. Hey, Kyle. Thank you guys. Give, give Kyle a round of applause, everybody. Round yes. of applause. This was man. awesome. We tested you, brother. We we threw some fast shots at you, and you answered amazingly. So, yeah. Thank you so much, man. And I would. We would. Love to get you back on here some uh, point in time, maybe before the season. I don't know. Yeah. The season, I know you're busy as heck. But, um, yeah, man, I would love to get you back on here, maybe around when the when the uh, roster's cut down. Sounds um, good to me, guys. Ask me anytime. I'm always ready to talk some Cowboys with you guys. Get hype late night. Yes, Let sir, get hype. <laughs> yeah, and just in case somebody's living under a rock, where can they find you at, man? So on Twitter, I'm at Kyle underscore Yeomans, Y-O-U-M-A-N-S. I'm on there all the time. You can catch me on DallasCowboys.com. I host Talking Cowboys. In the offseason, I host the draft show. And mm. then I'm all over, uh, really, I, I post articles there every couple days. I host the training camp live show. Maybe some pregame and postgame stuff coming up here this yeah. season. So uh, plenty of stuff for DallasCowboys.com. It's, it's going to be a fun year and lots of high expectations for the Cowboys. And we're excited to see it through. Indeed, man. Indeed. Appreciate you, Kyle. Appreciate I will definitely be uh, getting in contact with you after the show, maybe tomorrow, because it'll be late over here. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm up but, all night anyways, y'all. Okay. <laughs> hey, well, we the late night hype, so you know we up. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Appreciate brother. It. Appreciate you, man. Have a good night. Appreciate you, man. Salute. Salute. Hey, good man. Job, man. Woo, yeah. That was awesome, brother. That was yes. awesome. Let me get everything configured, because guess what? We opening up them lines tonight. I promised oh, y'all. I promised y'all. Now, now you know I got fixed a little bit because, um, you know, Law had to, you know, he had a little hiccup in the middle of that thing that switched <laughs> everything. <laughs> right okay, now, Law. Illuminati, man. You know how it goes. Right now, right? Law is silver and blue over here, so I got fixed. Right, I'm telling you, man, the silver and blue is just calling my name. Yeah, but last huh? time James was was Law Nation. He remember he he wasn't holding it down for the Lakers. <laughs> you know what I'm he won't hold it yeah. down for the Lakers and see what happened was I bit him in the ass. So, but see, ever since he switched, <laughs> we've been on a winning. We went been on a winning yeah, spree, I'm man. Quiet. So you see, I'm quiet. All right, Smokey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we lose, we talking again. Yeah. Oh man, what's going on, chat? The chat was nice. I love the chat tonight, man. Let's get it popping again, chat. Uh, seven zero one eight zero two five zero eight three. Access code 5339757. I'm about to get this thing up. I think we're about to be straight. Oh, you right. want me to make the switch too, me and James? You no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I fixed it. I fixed it. 
Straight, okay. man. We back up in this thing. We back so, up in this thing. I'm talking thing. about uh, I want Mason Glory. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I got thought about do do you want us to jump over to the line? Yes, you know jump into I mean? the line. Jump into the line. Jump. Okay, all right. Jump into the line for your mind. <laughs> the flash. The chat is still popping in here, man. How'd y'all feel about Kyle Yeomans, guys? Um, I listen, I was telling these guys off air, and I think I was telling you guys um on my show the other day, like, listen, Kyle Yeomans is at practice. He's seeing things we can't see, and the tweets are only so much. This type of content, this type of information we're getting, we're going to get or we're getting from Kyle is vital to diehard Cowboy fans because we're not allowed to see the video. We're not allowed to get the real details of personnel and what have you. But if you paid attention, if you read between the lines, you got something for your mind. So... That was awesome. Just like you said, he's our eyes right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have camp. COVID took a lot of that. We don't have it. So we anything that we get, we oh, feeding it. Y- and- y'all in there? Yeah. Are you guys in the uh, thing? Because we're about to get some echoes. For- yeah. Paul's uh, in there. I'm in there. That's all right. I can hear it from a different way. I need you, you to come, jo- come you into, the, join the, yeah, come into uh, the phone lines, brother. On okay. It's on Twitter. I, I put it up on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're good though. We shouldn't be having too much too many echoes. Right. Yes, indeed, man. This this was a great show, man. I had a great time. Yeah, know, it, it, and that's why I said I gotta TV. respect Kyle because we were firing that. I mean, it was coming like fast, boom, 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 and he was answering them with great detail and um, was keeping us keeping us informed. And I'm serious. I, I need to get him back on here before the season starts. <laughs> right. I need to know if, if certain people are ready. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, man, I see a lot of our mods and a lot of our, our uh, reoccurring uh, subscribers in here saying hit the likes. Definitely smash the likes if you enjoying yeah, this show tonight. And um, we're about to put this uh, phone lines together here as soon as I get my guy big game up in her. And, yeah, uh, it's yeah. acting weird on me, but I have my Bluetooth. I can put it in where I can hear it, hear it, hear it through the phone. And it won't it won't mess up anything. Yeah, and I see now it's acting up on my uh you I know the, coming in here. Oh, they coming in here. We got we yeah. four deep in here. So the lines get in while you can get in. Yeah. So it's cool. I'll be able to hear it, Scott. You sure? Mm-hmm. Because I try to do it and it's acting weird and the show must go on. You're right, you're right. Yeah. So let me just ask real quick before I open up the lines, guys. Are we good audio wise out there? Big thumbs up, drop the fire emojis, whatever you mm-hmm. want to do. Are we good? No echoes, everything's fine. Law Nation, give them a mic check, mic check. Mike. Triple check. Oh, Mike, he's not talking. Oh, you can't hear him. You See, here's hear the problem. You got to jump in there. You, you got to jump gotta, into yeah. the thing, yeah. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Everybody said sounds good, so we're good on, in there. Oh, because I can't hear him? Yeah, because we muted, I got we you. muted the, okay. yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me Just click on that bit. link on the Twitter. Okay. Twitter on the twenty. Yes, indeed, man. Hey, man, man. if you remember, guys, while he's doing this, uh, we're gonna have some funny ass behind the scene footage with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, I didn't get a piece of it. I didn't, you didn't get, get that one part. It, did you get? But did yeah, you get it when he came he, back? I got it when he came back. All right, all right that's good. So enough. we probably had to fill it in or something, you know. That's good enough. <laughs> oh, I think we're yeah. gonna do seven five seven nine five six to nine zero three on did it. Yeah, yeah, and and don't forget, uh, Cowboy Nation. Uh, if you made any donations or oh you know, my goodness, congratulations! Yeah, let, let me you show. Do it tonight yeah, or you yeah, want to yeah. do it? In, you know, want to do it tonight? Do it tonight. Get it out the way, huh? Well, because it's we told them, we told them the last episode yeah. and then the previous. We did two episodes, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, we did two episodes. So I forgot to tell y'all, man. Um, where we at here? Remember the two the last week we did the Legends giveaway. If you donated and and during that episode and then yesterday's episode, we put your names into the drawing. And when I say we put your names to the drawing, I'm not lying. Let me show you real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Show y'all. Hey, you, show. you saw that, that that other list I added to you. You saw that one. No, on no, no. You sent me another list? Yeah, I sent you some more names from the uh from the book. Oh, I didn't get that one. I got to add them. Well, anyway, so if you donated the last two shows, we will get your name in here to to get this signed a seat from the old Texas stadium by Bob Lilly, Mel Runfro and Drew Pearson, Hall of Famer. Congratulations to Drew. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was funny. Hey, hey, Scott, do I do uh, the phone or the video? Uh, Just the phone, just the phone. All right. Uh, do I go mic speakers or phone? Just the phone, right? Uh, you want to go whatever mm-hmm. you're using to, to 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 use your audio. And my mic, uh, uh mute my Zoom. Mute your Zoom. Yep. We in here now. I know you can hear me now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. New life, cowboy. That's a good. Mike check, James. Mike check. James, James, James. Give us a check. He can't hear us now. Oh, he good? (laughs) Hello? Yeah, you good, brother? Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, I'm about to show. I'm about to put these last few names in the wheel. Fortune. Oh, fortune. Let's show him the wheel. Let's see. Let's see if the wheel will pop up very quick. Yeah. All right. Didn't pop up yet. Hey Dominique, like, hey, I'm gonna make, a, I'm gonna get in there. I see you, Dominique. Appreciate you though. You know, appreciate you. Nine eight zero. I see you. You don't have to leave. Come on back in. Who's nine eight zero? Oh, they came out. <laughs> Understand, people. I can see the name when they leave. All right, let's get into the chat or into the calls here, and we'll figure out the uh, phone line or the um, the drawing here in a quick second. All right, let's get. Uh, let's see, nine seven five seven. What's up, seven five seven? You ain't no regular DB. Who's 757? Normal. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, what it do? I just want to hop on here and give you y'all flowers, man. These last two nights have been on fire. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yes, 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 yes. And I want to give my shout out Uncle Charles. You already know. Auntie Jessica, you already know. I'm going to tell y'all right now, turn down and your house when Auntie Jessica comes And Philly Emotional, we're going to bull them the hell up out of here because we don't give them no love, love around it. here. Philly Emotional. Oh, I love that one. Appreciate y'all, man, for all this wisdom and, and the great entertainment y'all been giving us, man. appreciate it all. No problem, bro. No problem. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate what you got on your mind, though? What happened? Yeah. Oh, you must just want to give us the flowers. Yeah, I can't hear Sky. I can't hear Sky. It's all good. Oh, we good. We good. My bad. <laughs> Sky be throwing me off. I be seeing his mouth. I'm like, what is he? What's going on over there? <laughs> no, I think he dipped, though. All right, let's get the lunatic up in here. What up, lunatic? The lunatic. 
Skywalker, you have done it again. Big game, James. Mm-hmm. Law Nation, fire, fire. Not just tonight, last night, and all the interviews. I got to pay extra on my local cable provider to get this great information. You give it out for free. You give it in in depth, and you keep it on the real. Congratulations about that. Thank you, brother. That's what I'm talking about. That's that real shit right there. Mm -hmm. Love you, dog. Last night. Last night, Brandon Tucker. Great interview. What stuck in my head was what he said. I even wrote it down. He said, the coaches that you go to will have a profound impact on you. Yeah. This year, we are going to see that. I have shouted from the mountaintops, coaching matters. Oh, you know that's going to see that. You know that's a mantra over here. Coaching matters, and as you can see, context matters. Exactly, exactly. Listen, a couple of questions. I I wanted your viewpoint on this. Last year, Mm -hmm. three of the starting wide receivers were either injured or they missed games. So So you think... Are you comfortable with keeping five, or should we go with six? Because it, it seems like ooh, there's there's battles. There's battles, and it's going to be one of those decisions. Five or six for wide receiver. Do we add to a strength, or do we maybe move move go five and add somewhere else? I, I personally want to go six <clears throat> because I feel like a guy like Devin Smith, um, Ventrell Bryant, um, who's the other one they're saying? I mean, I don't know if John Vay, how he's Cedric. looking, but well, Cedric, I think it's four. Okay, okay. And I got John Cedric Vey. at four. I got Cedric at four, but if it comes down to Ventrell and Devin, they're going to have to give it. Was that? I'm just saying. I just said Noah Brown. No, how yeah, oh, no, no. Yeah. Brown's getting a lot of praise. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 we need to go six, in my opinion, guys. So uh-huh. Cedric is one, and he's the shoe in, huh? huh, huh Cedric's huh. a shoe in, for sure. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm still on John Vey. I agree with Sky. I've I've wanted six. I went with uh, Cedric, John Vey, and Ventrell. Uh, but you know, like I said, we like Sky said, I've been seeing a whole lot of Noah Brown because he's finally yeah. healthy. This is the first time he's been healthy, and we're seeing a whole lot of him. Mm-hmm. So this blue and white scrimmage could could really help. We just had Colin. He said this is going to need a help for a lot of people because remember we don't have preseason games. So this is like a real game for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to do a, a a final roster after the blue and white game, you know, uh, maybe an episode. That could be our next episode Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday. We need to do. Well, well, James might. You gotta holla at your man's for Tuesday. Remember, Tuesday might be something real live. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well yeah. <laughs> well, it's better than the final roster. That back and forth. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, it's lunatic. <clears throat> so we think we should do six. And that's why we get that insight from you guys that in-depth, in-depth. You know our team. You help us follow our team. Here's another question for you. Going back to you and saying this about the safety and ha-ha, those issues, who do you think the coaches trust most, the safeties back there or the cornerbacks? Or do you think, hey, you know what, our front seven is going to dominate? That's going to erase a lot of those questions we got back there. Oh, that's a great. Who well, do they trust a lot of musical more? Musical chairs with the defensive backs. I think that the uh, safety uh, house is something that we can probably see. That is Darian Thompson. It, it, it that's just how it goes. It's Darian Thompson is Xavier Woods. I, I don't know because because the they... corners are more. And if you 
So my, if, you, if you're switching from the who's more trusting, I'm right. going to say the corners because you got a Worley who has experience. You have a Wuze who has experience. You have a lot of these guys that they brought over have some kind of experience. So I feel like they would lean on that more, and that helps a Diggs because he can lean on these guys like a Worley, a, a Jordan Wuze who has started, a Anthony Brown who has started, a Wuze has started, you know what I mean? So I would say, in my opinion, it's more of a uh, – seems more stability. Even though there's not a strong lineup, I think I'm trusting more of the corners right now. Well, I'll, I'll play a little bit devil's advocate or or, or, <clears throat> or try to give a different perspective on it because I agree. I, I think I agree that it's corner. Um, but here's where I'll go with it. I think Lunatic and guys, they trust the starters more than mm-hmm. they trust the depth. Hear me out. I feel like they can trust an Xavier Woods. Aha, uh, ha, granted, I know he's battling, but I've seen Dave Hellman. I've heard Kyle Yeomans both say, I'm not sure where this is coming from. Aha. Uh, doesn't look like he's being beat out. It just looks like it's normal stuff going on at camp. So I feel like they can trust those guys. I feel like they can trust a woozy, a Worley, Anthony Brown. So I feel like they can trust those guys, but can we trust what's behind them? Right. Can we really trust uh Donovan Wilson? Can we trust, uh, I hate to say it, Jordan, do they trust Jordan Lewis? If he ain't starting, Got to wait. They got to see it. And he's hurt. So I don't know if he's going to be playing yet. And we love Jordan Lewis. Do they trust Reggie Robinson right now? Not yet. Right? He's a, he's a rook. That doesn't mean he's not good. Just not yet. So I don't know that they trust, if we're using the word trust, the depth. But I feel like, and, and I feel like as Cowboys fans, we f- should feel okay trusting the starters. That doesn't mean that the starters are going to be all pros or pro bowlers. That just trusting them to be where they need to be. Now, are they athletic enough and good enough to make a play? That's another different story. So there you go. Give it a little different answer. Final question for you guys. Listen, based on what we have right now, what we've seen, we're in season third and two, and we go 13 personnel. It's an obvious running down. Are you confident with who we got in Darwin, Schultz, Bell? Or do we go to our strength? and go 11 personnel because, again, I'm saying this is now Dak's team. This is Dak's team. Zeke is coming around for the ride, but this is Dak's team. What do you, what do you guys think? Go ahead, guys. I mean, the team will always be the quarterback's team, and, yes, this is Dak Prescott's team. And I think that uh, if, if Dak Prescott come off as, 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 as a hot starting situation, uh, and, and being the person that he's been all of these years and, and just starting off on fire, I think that, uh, you know, we, we would really see that now, you know, he's empowered and, and we're going to see a better Dak Prescott play, collectively speaking. I yeah. think there's this, you know, they're going to give Dak more options down there. I don't I don't have the greatest confidence in the blocking of our tight ends. No, I don't. Um, Dalton Schultz is okay. Blake Bell, he's that's what he does. We still we know what Blake Jarwin is. He he's a pass catching tight end. He probably needs to still work on that. We need to see it, but obviously we haven't got to see any practice, so I don't know who's looking great at blocking. You know what I mean? I'm just going by what is heard. So I feel like Dak, if we get inside, you know, in those those uh, goal line areas and that red zone area, I think Dak is going to be more be able to give more freedom and is going to be able to do a lot more, especially with his legs. That's where I really want to see him working that magic when he gets inside there more than more tight ends inside. I want to see Dak doing more things as far as that, that nature. 
I, here's who I trust on on anything in short, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he's been the he, he's been the best short yardage back in the league since he's come in. Um, he he almost always gets a fourth and one. Um, for the most part, gets third and ones. Um, so I trust Ezekiel Elliott more than I don't than than I trust the tight ends or what have you. But here's where I think, and I'm just let's just be imaginative here because I'm hearing from Broadus, I'm hearing from Yeomans, I'm hearing from other people that there is a creativity going on in Dallas, um, and. I'm hoping it's a certain type of creativity that we see in San Francisco and that we see in Baltimore, where no matter if it's third and one, uh, third and two, or second and short, can you name me all these pro bowlers they have on the interior or, or across their line or pro bowl blocking tight ends on those teams? Granted, I should say Kittle is a beast. But <laughs> can you name me all these pro bowl offensive linemen up there? No. It's a scheme thing. It's a creativity thing. Greg is a Greg Roman in, in Baltimore. They beat you with leverage, with numbers, with misdirection over there in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. I'm hoping that we see something like that as opposed to what's that, JG? Uh, it's third and one. Oh, go go bring out, you know, you know, the, the 13 personnel, motion in Noah Brown, run up the middle. If you do that, it, you know, now you're really relying solely on Zeke Elliott all the time. And sometimes you need to help him out. That's my answer there for you, Lunatic. Excellent, excellent. I have, I'll get off. I know there's plenty of callers yeah, want to get on it. This show is fire. Again, we've got the pieces. We've got the coaches. We've got the you. You know what? We are in the beginning. We are in the beginning of our Super Bowl window. Let's do it. 2020 is going to be number six, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's, Let's get it. Guys, puro yeah. pinche cowboys. Yes, sir. My God, the Lunatic. All right, I have everything up for the drawing. I have everything up for the drawing if y'all want to go ahead and do that. Let's do it. Let's go. So let's remind them what they are, are, are com not competing, but what they're drawing for here again. It is the signed, right, the signed that seat back Legends giveaway by Bob Lee Mel Runfro, Drew Pearson. If you're a young Cowboys fan, Younger than me. I know you're probably like, boy, you young. But, I mean, if you're younger than me and don't know who they are, please do your research. Please do your research. Legends. These guys are legends in Dallas. And for everyone that does know him, does know them, you know these guys are legends here. So, with that said, I'm going to pull up the screen. And here, here's what we're doing because I don't want people to be like, oh, man, y'all cheating, y'all cheating. No, 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 no. <laughs> we have the hype wheel, ladies and gentlemen. The hype wheel. And we will be using this hype wheel a lot more often here as we go. And it's not just going to be for drawings, but it'll be for topics and other fun things we're going to do on the show. But as you can see, we've got a ton of names in here. I think about, I don't know exactly how many, but but there's a whole lot. So what I'm going to do, yeah, it's a lot. What I'm going to do, I think, is I just click this button here and it should go. So let's see. Yep, there we go. Let's see who wins the seat back. <laughs> Better not be feeling notion. <laughs> he ain't getting oh, it. Are you kidding me? Is are you it? kidding me? No, it's who not. is it? Billy Notion. Oh, no. <laughs> are you? Dog, we can't do that. Can we? What did you, I say? To. I told y'all to take to. him off no. of that. He, he made the donation to him. You got to be kidding me, fam. No. I could have sworn that's not. He, he better he not. Uh, we, we nah, fam. I'll be damned, dog. Like, look, 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 Philly. 
Philly, get something else. Philly, listen, Philly, that. I get you something else, fam, but you're not <laughs> winning I'll, this. I'll chip in. No. 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 Man, I need to go no. play the lottery, though, for real. No. I, I, I said this He's the other day. I said, hell no, remove. Nobody who's not a Cowboys fan is not getting it. No. What do you say? Yeah, what it is, though. Listen, Philly Notion, we get you something else, but you ain't no way in hell you getting something signed by legends or by, as Mark Holmes says, the football gods. The hell out of here. We're going to run this back. I love you, Philly, but you ain't getting that. Yeah, we'll get you a Philly summer, Philly hey. cheesesteak. Oh, my goodness. Hey, hype Will. Let's get him a Philly cheesesteak. It's hey, the first that. drawing we ever You damn jinxed us. Late night hype. Yeah, he did. Did Lord jinx us not be Philly night. notion. I said. He jinxed us. Eastside going to be next what? No, I took him off. I, I didn't see Philly in Thank there. You. I took Eastside out of there. Ain't no way in hell. <laughs> Hey, hey, hype, hey, hype, Will. I'm gonna need you to like your attitude and get your damn act together. The hell? All right, man. We're gonna run this back one more time. Here we go. Let's get hype. (laughs) Young Wilson? I cannot believe it. (laughs) It's a fitting. Young Wilson. Is it young? It's Young Wilson. Congratulations to Young Wilson. Someone that is deserving, yeah, deserving yeah. of yeah. this thing. Not, not no damn Philly notion, fam. <laughs> so let me write that down. Congratulations to Young Wilson. I don't Young know if he's Wilson. watching right now, but I think we have Young yeah. Wilson on Twitter. So we need to reach yeah. out to Young Wilson. So you, you know, you got your shirt coming. Shout out to Floor Perrier, his hat. I got you. Oh, yeah. It'll be there Friday, and that's a dope ass hat that you got. And just shout out to all the members in the mods for Silver and Blue Nation, Big Game James, and just thank you for all the love y'all been showing and continue to uh, support and get stronger because the season's about to be here and yes, we're really about to wreck shit. Yes, yes sir. Man, that's good stuff, man. And I uh, appreciate everybody, man, for, for watching this stream and uh, supporting this channel and participating. We're going to have another giveaway. Uh, we're going to start it up, uh, what, next next week, uh, uh, Sky? Yeah, next week. We'll, we'll try to do them as much as we can throughout, throughout the week. Throughout the week. So, or throughout, uh, young, weekly, I should yeah. say. Young Wilson, man, don't forget to hit me up so I can get your address so we can send that out to you. And I uh, really appreciate everybody for tuning in to this thing. Uh, let's continue to grind. Let's continue to shine, Cowboy Nation. I had something that I was going to say and put out there, but it's stuck in my mind, so I can't pull it out right now. But <clears throat> maybe I'll do it a little later. All good, man. Right. Appreciate everybody in the chat, man, all the donations, all the new members. Thank you for rocking oh, out with God. us. We may have a special one for you next Tuesday, so just keep your ears and eyes open. And Sunday, the uh, play-by-play will have that rocking, right? Um, for yes, the sir. blue-white scrimmage. So, uh, y'all yes, know the damn yes, thing. Be hype. Oh, Preston. and what? I just wanted to say this right quick, Sky. Cowboy Nation. <laughs> it's good that we have different opinions because that's just what it is. You know, oh, this man, doesn't what? mean that we right or wrong. That's just how it goes. So, look at it in those perspectives. It's good that we can speak our mind and spit our voices out there. And, hey, that's what makes a family a family. Everybody might not think Auntie Shirley cooked the best spaghetti, right? <laughs> indeed, man. Indeed. Let's All right, go. guys. Let's get up on up out of here, man. Make hey, sure y'all get the early premiere of the Throwback Thursday. Dropping right now. Head on over, man. Head on over. Rock out with us, man. This time I'm going to make sure I don't hit the button where they see everything going on. 
<laughs> Love y'all, man. Great show tonight. Peace.